The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. everybody to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Kicks, your Monday, September 11th edition. Hope everybody had a great opening NFL weekend. It was the best football yesterday, but it was football. College football Saturday was bananas. Crazy stuff there. I uh, hope everybody in the Florida area stayed safe. I know some places got hit, some didn't get as hit as hard. Still not a good deal. A lot of people without power, so stay safe and uh, hope the rebuilding process isn't too difficult. But let's get at it. We have an eight-game slate tonight. Hope the information over the weekend helped you out. We know uh, the Taco Report crushed. He won the uh, Jort League Week 1, and those that have played in the Jort know that is a very difficult league to win. So that's a good start to the season. But again... MLB DFS, we have eight games. Not the best of eight games, but good eight games. And there are great prize pools on DraftKings. So get at it tonight with your NFL winnings. Whatever you want to do, make it happen. Your totals on the slate. Orioles, Blue Jays, 10. Tigers, Indians, 8.5. Yankees, Rays, 8.5. Pirates, Brew Crew, 9. Seattle, Texas, 10. White Sox, Royals, 9. Rockies, Diamondbacks, 8.5. Dodgers, Giants, 8. You really don't have any rain concerns. Your best uh, weather thing I can give you is Detroit, Cleveland blowing in hard from right center. Helps the pitchers out a little bit. Hopefully Cleveland can win 19 in a row and keep this bad streak going. Uh, Seattle, Texas wins blowing out to 9. I only mentioned that. It's not a heavy win, but in Texas, every little breeze helps fly out of that ballpark, especially with the jet stream that lives in right center field. And then you got your typical Dodgers or, or wind in the Giants game, 11 miles now to center. Do as you wish there, but let's get at your pitching. We got the top-priced arm on the slate is Carlos Carrasco, $13,200 at home against the woeful Detroit Tigers. Tigers can run into one from time to time. It's usually or lately been against left-handed pitching or mediocre righties. Carlos Carrasco is neither. Carlos Carrasco's last three starts, 41, 25.6 at Detroit, and 32.2 at home against Kansas City. I will preface that he has been much better on the road than at home, about a 6 point difference 23.2 on the road 17-3 at home against the Tigers in five starts this year 33 and two-thirds innings he's given up eight runs 
He struck out 36 in those 33 and two-thirds. And he's averaging 24.2 DraftKings points per start against the Tigers. Uh, the strikeouts have been outstanding for Carrasco. 12, 9, 9, and 10 in his last four starts. There's a ton to love uh, on a slate that's small where you're going to want to probably get pitching because the lower stuff isn't that great. Carrasco makes a great option. Detroit strikes out over 22% of the time for right-handed pitching. And they have the lowest total of 3.04. Lefties, 314. Righties, 270. Uh, not a ton of lefties in that Tigers lineup that really scare you. They've always been a righty-heavy lineup. Uh, V-Mart's out with his um, regular heartbeat. Alex Avila's long gone. There's not too much there. I think it's Albert, uh, there's Alex Presley has one. And then it kind of depends on what other young, like Candelario's not a bad ball player at all. He's in there, but he's not like a world beater. So as long as he's not walking the world, which he's only averaging 5.8% walks this year, Carrasco's in a very, very good spot tonight and is worth the price tag. Now, if you don't want to pay for that price tag, you can go down to Zach Greinke. 11800 bucks at home against the Colorado Rockies. Oh, no, it's Colorado. And it's Coors Light, so there's a little bit of an argument there. But Greinke's been outstanding at home this season, averaging 24.8 points a game at home compared to 16-9 on the road. Against Colorado in four starts this season, 27 in the third innings. He has given up 11 earned, but he's also struck out 31 Rockies batters, averaging 23.3 DraftKings points per start. Again, very, very good at home this season. A Rockies team that strikes out 22.6% of the time versus righties. Granky striking out over 27%. Ground ball rate of 47. Still gives up a little too much hard contact for your liking, especially in that ballpark. But Colorado has the third lowest total on the slate at 367. Lefties 282, righties 271. You know, you got Arenado, who's just a beast, and I have no problem ever playing him. Uh, we'll get into BVP later, but if I remember correctly, Trevor Story actually likes Zach Granke. We talked about this earlier in the season at a game at Arizona, and Story took him deep, but that's just like a fluky thing. He'll might go one for four, three strikeouts and a homer. Uh, but you got Blackman, Arenado, maybe some para. Other than that, it'll be fluky stuff. Nothing's consistent in that lineup, especially outside of Coors Field. So if you want to save on Carrasco's 13-2, you can save $1,400. and go to Granke at 11-8. I have zero problem with that. Really good spot. People will be worried to face Colorado, especially in, in Chase, uh, Chase Field Coors Light. It's still a very good spot for Granky. We've seen time and time again against great matchups in Arizona. He still pitches great, like the Granky of old. Um, I will, you know, there's always a slight worry with any pitcher in baseball, but the setup is very nice. So Granky and Carrasco up top. I go Granky one, Carrasco two, just for the price savings. But I think Carrasco is in a phenomenal spot. He's got a better matchup, better pitching environment. But both could rack up the strikeouts. Both could pitch very, very good games. It's all about price savings. If you don't mind saving, uh, paying up, if you can get cheaper bats, which we always seem to do, especially in September, I have zero problem with Carrasco. So both are great plays. I think Carrasco's got the more upside. But again, $1,400 more. Depends on what you want to do. So Granky, Carrasco, you could say 1A, 1B, however you want. But both really... Really good options tonight, and I'll have a little bit of both. When you drop below the 10K range, we take a look at Kenta Maeda at $9,900 at the San Francisco Giants. The Giants, I tell you this all the time, they'll have one or two games a week. Like Friday night in Chicago, they blew the doors off of Giolito and company. But then Saturday, they couldn't hit James Shields. Didn't do much on Sunday either against, um, I believe it was Fulmer... I'm going to butcher that. It's one of their young studs that was spot starting for Rodon. 
So, you never know with the Giants. You really don't. You got Kenta Maeda, who uh, hasn't faced the Giants yet this year. He's been much better at home than on the road in his 11 starts at home. He's averaging 18.8 points on the road and 12 road starts 11.3. Still over a K in any, but the Giants don't strike out a ton. They strike out less than 20% of the time. Um, Maeda's got 25.2% K rate, great swinging strike rate, ground ball rate 37.4. Second lowest total on the slate at 3.48. Lefty's 3.10, righty's 2.79. I have zero problem using Kenta Maeda. The only concern is it's on the road. You never know which Giants team's going to show up. You got Crawford, Panic swinging it well. Posey's always there. Span's not bad, but in reality, not too much. Parker went deep yesterday. Again, it's kind of like the Colorado thing. It'll be really, really, really fluky. So if you want to trust what, like, stat trends and all that good stuff, Maya is in a phenomenal, phenomenal spot. Is it one I'm running to play? No. I'd almost rather find the money to pay up for Granky or pay down, but Maeda is definitely there. If you're not paying up for the top two, you probably do look at Kenton Maeda with 20-point upside, 20-plus point upside against a Giants offense. That is dismal, to say the best. Now, after Maeda, we get a little risky. We drop down to C.C. Sabathia, $8,000 at Tampa Bay in the Trop. Pitcher-friendly Tropicana field, which is always nice. You got CC, who... Uh, is averaging 14.2 points a game on the year against Tampa Bay in three starts. And it, most importantly, he's been really, really good after getting blown up at Baltimore, which you kind of expected in his last start. 22-1 at home against Boston. 22-2 at home against Seattle. 18-5 at Boston. Got beat up at Toronto. Then his whole DL stint. But uh, really, really thro- throwing it well. He's got the, a little bit of strike up, up, out, strikeout upside against a Rays team that strikes out almost 26% of the time versus lefties. Very low hard contact rate, 51% ground ball rate. And one thing you got to remember, the Rays do strike out a ton, and we have a bunch of lefties. They have the fifth lowest total at 4.10. Righties do hit 315. That's all fine and dandy. But with a lefty-heavy lineup, lefties only hit 280 off CC. CC has yet to give a home run to a lefty this season. Tonight might be the night. It could be a horrible night. But you got guys like Stephen Souza Jr., who may or may not even be in the lineup the way they've been mixing and matching. you got Wilson Ramos behind the dish. Longo has been struggling, and then a bunch of lefties. For the most part, it's almost all lefties. You might get a, a, a Echeverria, sorry, at shortstop, but a ton of lefties. Not They're good lefties. You know, Kiermaier can hit lefties. Morrison's shown he can from time to time. Dickerson's been better this year, but still, CeCe's been phenomenal against lefties this season. Low team total, big strikeout upside at $8,000. Uh, for CC, he's definitely worth a look today. Not like an all-in play, but definitely worth a look, especially in GPPs against a Tampa Bay team that's boom or bust. If Tampa Bay only goes out there and hits one or two runs, they might strike out eight times for CC, and that could be a phenomenal start for 8K and a guy that should be or could be very low owned because people are worried about that Tampa Bay power. It could be a very intriguing play. It could blow up in our face, but I think with the lefty heavy lineup against CC at 8K, the upside is in our favor. You scroll down to a guy like Brandon Woodruff of the Milwaukee Brewers. One of their top prospects has actually been pitching pretty darn well. One five two ERA in his short time period. He's seventy one hundred bucks at home against Milwaukee. Rough part is is Pittsburgh doesn't strike out a ton. Nineteen percent of the time versus righties. Uh, Woodruff does have a twenty one percent K rate. Good swinging strike. Ground ball of almost fifty two percent. Doesn't give up the long ball. Four point eight percent home run to fly ball. It is Milwaukee, so the ball does fly better, but he's given up one, one, and two. Those are his earned or and zero. Those are his earned runs his last four starts. 27-4, 11-7, 8-6, 24-9. That 24-9 was at Tampa. So those are his 
four starts in his career. But his last start out was 27.4 points at home against the Washington Nationals. Seven innings, two hits, one earned, one walk, eight strikeouts. He does have K upside, um, eight, four, two, and six. So hopefully four or more. Never know, six or more. Again, Pittsburgh doesn't strike out a ton. He has not faced them yet this year. 7100 bucks. Pittsburgh's team total is 413. It's like the sixth lowest on the slate. Lefty's 313, righty's 209. They are a righty heavy lineup outside of guys like Adam Frazier. I guess Polanco's back. You got Bell, Jaso if he's in the lineup. Uh, depends on who else they put out there, but a lot of righties with Marte and if Harrison's back and healthy, you got Mercer, Freese, McCutcheon. So, and uh, Diaz catching most likely. Interesting spot for Woodruff. Uh, hitters ballpark. They don't strike out a ton, but you can get them. They're getting close to 20%. For 7100 bucks. not a bad lower-priced option. So in that 7 and 8 to 9K range, I got CC1, Woodruff 2, Maeda 3. If you have to dip down, I'd recommend trying to pay for pitching and finding bats, but there are some great bats. So if you want to take some gambles, which you know that's my thing, we got two guys in the 6Ks that I don't mind looking at. One is Chris Stratton of the San Francisco Giants. Big K upside guy. Um, it's 4, 10, 1, 10. They're there. The, the 4 was at Colorado. The 10, or the 1 was just a bad start. But and then 4, 4, 1. So 4 or more in most starts. He's got a couple 10s in his last 4 starts. He had 4.4 at Coors his last start out. But then 24-1 at Arizona. 15-9 against Milwaukee. 35-4 at Washington. So really starting to figure things out, going six or more in all those starts except Colorado. Has not faced the Dodgers this year, but like I mentioned, the K upside, the Dodgers strike out 22.4% of the time. Uh, he does walk a lot. That's his problem. But a ground ball rate that's not bad and a very low hard contact rate. Sure, the Dodgers have a 4-5-2 total. That's middle of the pack today. Lefties 375, righties 283. They got some good lefties, sure. Their offense has been disgusting. And this massive losing skid they're on, you know, I think they've got a couple wins since the near-perfect game from Hill. I think they've lost eight or nine overall. They're bad right now. They're averaging like two to three runs a game, lots of shutouts in there. The offense is dreadful. It's in a very pitcher-friendly ballpark. Um, there still are people with the idea that the Dodgers are great, and, you know, maybe they wake up today. That's always an option. But Stratton has shown the strikeout upside. He's shown the last three starts outside of the Coors start, which he really wasn't even that bad. He just ran into Coors. He's been really, really good against pretty decent lineups. He's a very, very intriguing play at 6500 bucks. That'll help you match up with Carrasco or Granky and still get a good set of bats or even match him with CeCe or Woodruff if you want to get real dicey. But it makes a very, very intriguing play at 6500 The other guy I'm looking at is Ronaldo Lopez of the Chicago White Sox at the Royals. Good pitching ballpark at Coffin Stadium. Royals strike out about 20% of the time. He is 6300 by the way. 200 less than Stratton. Uh, he's striking out guys. He walks too many. Big fly ball guys. This is what always worries me with Ronaldo. But he's got a big strikeout arm. I said they strike out about 20% of the time. And Ronaldo's few starts, 10-7, 17 6-4, 17-3, 2-7, 6-6 on the strikeouts. Um, he faced Kansas City in his debut this year. Six innings, four hits, two earned, six Ks for 17.3 points. He's 6300 bucks. Definitely worth a look today if you want to go lower. I'd go Stratton first, personally, and then Lopez. But both are in play if you choose to do so. So here's your pitching recap. you got Granky up top with Carrasco, 1A, 1B. Just depends on how much you want to pay. 
In the middle, CC1, Woodruff 2, Maeda 3. Down below, Stratton 1, Lopez 2. And, you know, it's always risky when you go down low, but it's they're, they're very good upside plays with Stratton and Lopez. Uh, they're gambles because they're, they're low-priced for a reason. They might not go deep in their games. They're facing good matchups, so on and so forth. Um, it's just still very, very intriguing. Uh, lefty's 366, righty's 213 off Ronaldo, by the way. So, you know, Hosmer and Moustakis and company are in play. But very interesting stuff. So there's your pitchers. Let's take a look at the hitting on your eight-game slate. Gary Sanchez double-donged on Sunday. Goes to Tampa Bay facing Oda Rizzi. He's 4900 bucks. always a GPP option. Uh, lefty's 306, righty's 340 off Oda Rizzi. So keep Gary Sanchez in mind in your GPP lineups. Um, I got like Mike Zunino if you want to pay up. I'm not like big on Zunino that, at 3700 but he does have tremendous power against a guy like Cole Hamels in that hitter ballpark in Texas. Uh, Seattle's team totals 477, lefty's 239, righty's 311 off Cole. Be an intriguing GPP play. I'm not running to the guy I look to at 3600s. Chris Ionetta against the lefty Kyle Freeland in, in Chase Field. Ionetta has been hitting really, really well of late. Actually, he's averaging six, uh, 7.3 his last 10. He's in a great, great ballpark against a lefty, which he's been crushing this year. He's been hitting lefties very, very well, and he's been batting second a lot lately. Period. But against lefties all year, he's been batting second. Uh, a 4.83 total for the D-backs. Lefty's 306, righty's 342 off Kyle Freeland. So Ionetta at 3600 is my top priced option if you're not using Gary Sanchez, but that's just like a random GPP. If you're actually building stuff, I like Ionetta at 36 a lot as a starting point. When you scroll down some more, you got the likes of Yasmani Grandal's 34 versus Stratton if you choose to fade. Uh, the, the likes of you could try some Wellington Castillo versus Estrada at 3200. When you look at uh, Marco Estrada, big fly ball guy, only a 30% ground ball rate, so he's got almost a 50% fly ball rate. Um, a lot, lot to like there. Baltimore's team totals 485. The lefties 308, righties at 358 off Marco. So Wellington Castillo with his power upside in a hitter-friendly Toronto ballpark at 3,200 is definitely in play after Chris Iannetta. As you scroll down some more, you can look at the likes of Miguel Montero's left-handed bat versus Ubaldo at 3K. We know lefties versus Ubaldo. Uh, very, very big thing. Lefties 410, righties 347. Toronto's got the third highest total at 515. So... Miggy Montero at 3K. I know most people don't just run to use him, but he is in play in this matchup. If not, Rafi Lopez is 2,900 versus Ubaldo. So keep an eye on Rafi as an option as well. When you scroll down, you can look at the you know the Tampa Bay catchers. I mentioned Ramos. You got Kirk Casale. He's 2,900. Depends on which one cracks the lineup there. Uh, when it comes to Mr. Hamill, Mr. Where'd you go? Jason Hamill, lefty's 307, righty's 331. Just wanted to check that out real quick. Like Manny Pena, I like a lot. If he gets the, he should get the call from Milwaukee behind the dish. He's 2,700. Facing the lefty, Stephen Brault from uh, Pittsburgh. Brault, lefty's 301, righty's 399. Not the biggest sample, but we saw him a little bit last year, and now he's back up this year. So Manny Pena at 27 is a really, really good option below 3,000 today. Um, not sure how I missed him earlier. But we got to find this one again. Yeah, Robinson Chirinos at thirty three hundred. He's a little higher. He's a hundred dollars more than Castillo, and he's very, very live. He's at home in that ballpark against Ariel Miranda. 
Lefty's 307, righty's 321, and most importantly, Miranda loves to give up the dongs. Big dong guy. So, uh, Chirinos at 33, definitely in play. Not sure. That's why I go over this and go over it and go over it. So, in case we miss one, we go back to it. So, keep um, Chirinos in mind. So, Ionetta, Chirinos, Castillo. Um, you look into Manny Pena as a very good option at 27. You scroll down farther as we get tons of options on these slate. Wilson Ramos is only twenty two hundred bucks. Casali's twenty nine hundred for Tampa, still a good option. But Wilson Ramos, he had twenty four points yesterday. He went deep. He's got two homers his last ten. We know the upsides there. He hasn't been consistent. He's been kind of disappointing to be honest. But Wilson Ramos for twenty two hundred against a guy like CC Subathia, who I do like, but it's mainly because that lefty dominance strikeout stuff. Twenty two hundred for Wilson is a steal. That's stealing candy from a baby. We'll check out other lineups uh, and see what value you have. Sometimes you got like Brantley for the White Sox or other little things like that. But Ramos at 22 is a steal. You got Pena, uh, Castillo, Chirinos, Ionetta, all good options at the catcher's position. Going over to first base, Carlos Santana is outstanding at 5,200. You got Jay, the youngster from Detroit, making his start. Going to be in the rotation for a while. Uh, came out of the pen. He's been okay in long relief, but in the minors, nothing special. Around a four ERA, second high or the highest team total is the Indians of five four six. They've been mashing the baseball on their massive eighteen game winning streak. Just filthy what the Indians are doing. So Santana fifty two is great. I don't hate Encarnacion at five K, but I go Santana if I could. Then you got Goldie against Freeland at forty nine. Outstanding. This is a great matchup to target. Um, great. I'm actually surprised the team total isn't higher for Arizona, 483. It's like the seventh highest. But uh, those those righties in there, you got Goldie's averaging 12.6 his last 10, went deep on Sunday. Keep them in mind. You got Cody Bellinger at 48 versus Stratton's not bad at all. He's averaging 7.6 his last 10. He's not lighting the world on fire, especially at that price tag, but not bad. I'd, I'd try to pay up for Goldie if I could, or you pay down for Justin Smoke at 47 or Kendris Morales at 43. Bruce Ubaldo, both very much in play. Smoke, uh, he's shown the long-term power, but he's only averaging 4.2 his last 10. I've been going with Morales and saving money lately. He's been batting cleanup right behind Smoke. 10 more points yesterday. He's averaging 12.4 his last 10 with five home runs. So Kendrick's at 43. Very nice, cheaper option outside of Goldie and Santana. The farther down you go, a guy like Jesus Aguilar, right-handed power bat. Against Brault at 4,100 in that ballpark is a great play if you're not paying up. Um, I know he's he can let you down with a bunch of strikeouts, but the power upside against a pitcher like Brault in that ballpark cannot be ignored. You got a guy like Eric Hosmer versus Ronaldo Lopez at 3,900. We mentioned our lefties have hit Lopez very, very well. Hosmer coming off a 22.4-for-4 game yesterday, averaging 11.2 his last 10. He's hitting 328 with 24 homers, 85 RBIs on a free agent year. Hosmer is looking great on the season, and he's a really intriguing play at 39 tonight. You scroll down some more. You can roll the dice with Matt Holiday with the reverse splits of Oda Rizzi. Right, he's have hit him much better as we talked about. Um, not like running to do that, but I definitely understand the angle. Um, Jason Hamill of the Royals has reverse splits. Also, lefties 307, righties 331. You got a guy like Jose Abreu who is just on fire here for the cycle on Thursday or on Saturday night. He double-donged yesterday for 32 points. He's averaging 13.4 his last 10. 32, 38, 5, 14, 0, 2, 3, then a 16, a 2, and a 22. Some big, big games in there. 
interesting players Hamels, who is a fly ball guy, um, you know, pitcher's ballpark, but 3,700 for Abreu is some savings on an intriguing matchup. Joey Gallo, we mentioned Miranda is a home run specialist. Lefty's 307, righty's 321. Uh, Gallo at 3,700 is outstanding. And everyone talks about how he strikes out, doesn't make good contact. The last few weeks, th- like two to three weeks, his contact rate is going up big time. Uh, averaging eight points a game his last 10. Only one home run his last 10 games. He's still averaging eight points. That tells you a lot about Joey Gallo and the improvements. So 3,700 bucks in that ballpark. I know it's a lefty lefty, but. Interesting play for GPPs especially. Go down to a guy like Josh Bell versus Woodruff. You mentioned lefties hit him a little better than right. He's not great still, but better at 3,500. Danny Valencia career has hit uh, lefties very, very well. He's 34 versus Hamels. He hasn't lit the world on fire this year. Someone to keep in mind, though. But then a guy like Mike Napoli at 3,300. is right-handed power bat versus Miranda. I like that as a low-price option. Very nice play there. Delmonico, Chicago, 3,200, first base outfit eligible, not a bad low-priced option. We mentioned the reverse splits with Hamill, but Delmonico's been playing really well. He's been clean up. Uh, 21 points last night uh, when he went deep. Averaging 6.4 his last 10, hitting 284 with seven dongs in a short period. So not a bad play when he's hitting clean up at 3,200. Same game, you got like Matt Davidson at 31. Chris Davis of the Orioles is down to 3,100 versus a fly ball pitcher and Marco Estrada. Davis went deep yesterday. He's got three homers in his last 10 games, averaging about seven points. $3,100 is redonkulous, especially in a GPP play. I know the consistency is not there, but lots of nice low-priced options here at the first base position. Something to keep an eye on as you build your lineups tonight. you got the high-priced like Goldies of the world and Santana's, you know, Kendris at 43, Aguilar 41. But then you get down below four, you know, you got – Abreu at 37, Gallo at 37, Josh Bell's not bad at 35, Napoli at 33, Delmonico 32, Chris Davis 31. Some nice options at the first base position to build around. Second base, Jose Ramirez, $5,300. Second base, third base eligible. He's been out a few games with an injury. I believe he came, yeah, he came back yesterday, went 0 for 4 with a ribby. So, see if he's in the lineup. He's still a great play at 5,300 versus Jay. Really, really good spot there. You know, Cano at 48 is not bad. Castro at 46, I don't hate. A guy like Joe Panic at 41 just keeps swinging it really well. You're getting a discount on a guy like Jonathan Scope. 3900 bucks against, again, a fly ball pitcher in Estrada. Scope, uh, 11 points yesterday, averaging 7.2 his last 10. Only one homer his last 10, but still putting up over 7 points. 3900 bucks, nice discount on an extreme power upside. Baltimore has a 485 total. It's like sixth highest on the slate. Lefty's 308, righty's 358. Off Marco Estrada. Um, you got Descalso. No. You scroll down some more. Whip Merrifield at 36 is not horrible, but Lopez has been really good versus righties in a short time period. If Rubio Dor plays, he's 3,600. A lot of guys avoid uh, him lefty-lefty. It was like, like three or four games ago against the lefty. Three or four lefty games ago. He double-donged on a game that's super cheap, so he's 36 for GPPs if you want to go there. Yomer Sanchez is on fire. He's 3,400 versus Hamill, 19 more points yesterday. Averaging 12.8 his last 10, hitting 368 over that period. So Yomer Sanchez at 3,400, second base, third base eligible, is in play. You know, Eric, uh, Gonzalez for Cleveland, if he cracks the lineup at 33, is not bad. You scroll down, though. 
You got like Adam Frazier's 3,100 second base outfield eligible versus Woodruff. Don't mind that at all. He's been very productive since coming back in a short period. He had 21 points uh, on Saturday and then five points the game before. Those two games back, five and 21. Facing Woodruff is not bad at 3,100. Definite upside there. Like Ryan Goings at 29 is not horrible. I like using him as punts. Max Moroff, we mentioned him a lot as punts at 2,800. Uh, if Negron, he should crack the lineup against the lefty Freeline. Uh, Christopher Negron of the Arizona Diamondbacks, second base shortstop eligible, right-handed bat. He's 2,700, you know, not a world of beater. 0 0 12 0, 0 are his games. So he's not a world beater, but at 2,700, good matchup. He was leading off a lot, so that's, that's why I do like him at 27, especially if you're going to do a little game stack. He's not a bad spot to have in front of Goldie and J.D. Martinez, and you get him cheap. So keep that in mind. The farther down you go, we'll have to check lineups because there will be a couple that show up. Like uh, maybe Gordon Beckham cracks the lineup versus Cole Hamels for 21. You want to punt with a little bit of power. I'm not in love with that, but he's there, so you never know. Third base, you got like Manny Machado at 54. That's in play. Jose Ramirez, I love at 53. I like him more. Jake Lamb. Don't prefer the lefty-lefties, 5K. Arenado at 46. If you're fading Granky, I don't hate that just because he's so darn good. And he just keeps doing it. We've even saw the Kershaw game. He had 23 points yesterday, averaging, um, let's see, was averaging 10.3 his last 10. Over the weekend, 23-15, 5-27 in L.A. That's road games, folks. Arenado doesn't matter where he's at. And now he goes to Coors Light. So 46, he's worth a look. Uh, you scroll down, like a Justin Turner at 41's in play. Mike Moustak is at 4K versus Ronaldo Lopez. I don't mind that at all. Again, lefties versus Ronaldo. A guy I like, third base outfield eligible, especially if he's leading off. He's been leading off versus lefties lately. I used him on Saturday when he put up a 29-point ball game. Hernan Perez, 3800 bucks. I know he's been super inconsistent um, this season. Super inconsistent. But facing the lefty in Brault at 3800 does bring some savings. Third base outfield eligible. Again, Joey Gallo at 37. Longoria does have phenomenal career history versus CC Sabathia. As a whole, Longoria has been just a disaster. He's still averaging seven points his last 10 games. But what you expect from Longo and what you've been getting this year are two completely different things. But he is 3,500 versus Sabathia if you need to go there. I totally understand. Yomer Sanchez, 34. Yandy Diaz of Cleveland. Love this kid. Third base outfield eligible. He's averaging seven points his last 10 only 3300 bucks. Good right-handed bat coming uh, coming up for the, the Indians. He's a guy I've been using a lot for some savings at third base or the outfield. Don't mind either spot. So Yanni Diaz at 33 is in play. You just want pieces of that Indians offense, the way they've been hitting the ball like crazy, another high total tonight. You just want pieces where you can get it. Uh, below 3K, might not find a ton. Condelario again, $2,700 punt versus Carrasco if you're feeling like fading Carrasco, which you never know. Again, worse at home than on the road, so something to think about there. If somehow Ryan McMahon cracks the Rockies lineup, he's only 2K versus Granky. Not ideal, but only 2K. Shortstop, you got Lindor at 56 versus Jay. Lindor is crushing at 13 points his last 10, four homers his last 10. His last few games, 21, 14, 17, 29, 0, 11, 10, 18. That is monstrous. Francisco Lindor is just white hot. 5600 bucks. yes. You got Didi at 44 which I love. 
Seager, I, I can't pay for him until he consistently can put up a double-digit game from time to time, like at least a couple times a week. He's just not doing it. Averaging 2.4 his last 10, I can't pay it until he does it. If he has a big game, I'll tip my cap. But I got like Tim Beckham at 42 versus Strada as a stinky play because most will avoid the righty-righty. Uh, Elvis Andrews at 39 versus Miranda is outstanding. A big discount there for one of the best hitting shortstops on the season. Gene Segura, 4K versus a lefty is definitely in play also. So both of those guys in the same ballpark, but Anders at 39, I love. You scroll some more, I mentioned the Trevor Story, he's 36, has hit Granky well, or at least taken him deep in his career. He's averaging eight points his last 10, even in L.A., 16, 23, 0, and 10. So he's even hitting it well in L.A. as the Rockies' four-game sweep against the Dodgers. Brandon Crawford, 34, versus Maeda is in play. I mentioned Gonzalez for Cleveland at 33. Orlando Arcia has cooled down mightily from that hot start he had about a month and a half ago. Averaging 6.3 his last 10. He has a right-handed option versus Brault at 3,300. As you go below 3K now, you like Ryan Goings again at 29. Echeverria at 29 versus CC. That's if you're not stacking. You got Negron at 27, who I mentioned earlier. You'll always find a few randoms down there and check your lineup. So let's head to the outfield and wrap her up. You're going to have your top-priced option of J.D. Martinez at 5,500. Doubled long again yesterday. He's averaging. This is not a stutter. He had 28 points yesterday. He's had eight home runs in his last 10 games. Four home run game helps. So does this. He's averaging 17.4 points his last 10 games. 17.4. Against San Diego over the weekend, 28, 14, and 16. And then a 2, a 7, a 60, a 23, and a 13. J.D crush a lot. Martinez is a phenomenal play versus Freeland at 5,500. Uh, just outstanding play. I mentioned Bellinger earlier. Uh, Blackman at 47 if you want to be contrarian versus Granke. Uh, Chisinau at 46, an interesting play versus Jay. Priced up. Um, he hasn't really earned that price tag. It's a great matchup. He hasn't earned that price tag. So GPP, contrarian, sure. Other than that, I'll go elsewhere. Like Ryan Bronze, 46. Career has mashed lefties. He's averaging eight and a half his last ten, kind of heating up a little. Ten points yesterday. Facing that lefty Brault. Brian Braun at 46. Definitely worth a look. AJ Pollock at 45 is outstanding versus Freeland. Uh, Adam Jones at 43, definitely in play. Denard Span at 43 is not bad. It's a little steep for facing a guy like Maeda, but but he's hitting it really, really well, averaging 8.8 in his last 10. Uh, so keep Span in mind. We like him better on the road, though. So pick a poison. Mitch Hanniger's 4,100 versus Hamels. Hanniger's heating up 12.6 his last 10, three homers his last 10. So he is worth a look against Hamels. You got like Mazzara for GPP Power versus Miranda. But Jay Bruce, 4K versus Jay. I love that play. Uh, that's a value for a guy with upside like Bruce. Uh, Delion DeShield is likely leading off versus Miranda. Steals bases. He's 4K. That's not a bad play either in the, the 4K range. Sensu Chu at 39. I don't hate. Uh, you scroll down. Granderson's down to 3,900. Hernan Perez, 38, which we talked about. Domingo Santana's down to 3,800 bucks. He was in the mid to high fours for a while there. He's averaging 8.6 his last 10. Big, big power bat, especially against the lefty in Brault. So Domingo's 3,800. I wonder if Garrett Cole was supposed to start because these uh, pot, uh, these Brewers are priced down today. Again, in the matchup, at least. So don't sleep on Domingo at 38. Uh, Avisel Garcia, 37, is not horrible. Uh, Trumbaum isn't bad. Mancini, 35, is not horrible. 
Yandy Diaz again at 33. I like that. Delmonico at 32. Don't hate that. If Greg Allen cracks the lineup, he's 3,100 for the Indians. Power speed combo. Again, Alex Presley at left-handed 3,100 $100 bat versus Carrasco. It's kind of limited. I, a lot of our big value guys aren't playing tonight, but like Gregory Polanco at 3K versus Woodruff. Marte is down to 3K. Woodruff has been good versus righties, but 3K is extremely cheap. Polanco at 3K, not a bad punt either versus Woodruff. Got some savings there. Uh, Ezekiel Carrera, 2,900 versus Jimenez, below 3K value. Vertigo had his first home run yesterday. He's 2,900, or Verdugo, sorry. 2,900 versus Stratton, like that a little bit for a punt if you're fading Stratton. I think I'm going to use a lot of Stratton. I just have a weird feeling about this. Um, Keon Broxton has been very, very disappointing. Did have 17 points on Saturday. He's 2,800 bucks versus Brault, so it's not a horrible punt play today. I definitely could see him running into one or getting on and stealing some bases. So it's not a horrible play today at 2,800. Other than that, there's not a ton down here to like go running to. Luplo's 2,400. Again, a right-handed bat, though. Adam Engel, 2,300 for Chicago. It's not a bad value versus Hamill. Check your lineups and see what else pops out. Hopefully we get some more value there. Otherwise, pay down elsewhere. So there's your bats on your slate. Pitching recap, Granky Carrasco, 1A, 1B. In the middle, CC1, Woodruff, 2, Maeda, 3. Down below, Stratton, 1, Ronaldo Lopez, 2. Let's look at your BVP on the day. You're going to have the likes of Michael Saunders, 9 for 21, with a double and four homers off of Ubaldo Jimenez. Ezequiel Carrera, 4 for 10, 3 doubles. Morales, 7 for 24, 2 doubles, 2 homers. Miguel Montero's taking him deep three times. Donaldson, a smoke of run into one as well. Flaherty, 3 for 11, 2 homers off Estrada. Adam Jones, who I liked, 8 for 28, 2 doubles, 2 homers. Wellington Castillo's taking him deep four times. Chris Davis, three times. Trumbo, Scope twice. Machado, Alvarez, Hardy, all have taken Estrada deep. Uh, Ian Kinsler... Not a, it's a two thirteen average. That doesn't really count. Uh, Kiermaier, 4 for 10, 2 homers off CC. Longo, here it is, 32 for 76. It's a 421 average off CC. Nine doubles, eight home runs. So you're going to hear that all today. GPP, he's hit him well. So use it if you want. He's 3,500. He's cheap. Uh, Sousa Jr. is day-to-day, but he's 6 for 18 with a homer. Borges, 5 for 17 with a double. That could be a value outfielder if he's at the top of the order there. Keep him in mind. Uh, Greg Bird, 3-for-7 with a double, two homers. I'll vote Rizzi. Holiday, I mentioned a guy I do like, 3-for-7, a double and two homers. Judge has taken a deep. Sanchez, Gardner, Castro, and Headley all have taken Odorizzi deep. Domingo Santana, 2-for-3 with a double and a homer off Brault. Broxton, 3-for-4, three, three doubles off Brault. Let's keep that in mind. Small samples. Joey Gallo, 1-for-2 with a homer off Miranda. Andrews, 2-for-5, two, two doubles and a homer. DeShields has taken him deep as well. Nelly Cruz, 6-for-21 with a double and a homer off Cole Hamels. Not sure how I missed him, but of course Cruz is in play versus the lefty Hamels. Went right past him. Uh, that's what happens when you scroll too fast and have to give you all the info. Mitch Hanniger, 1-for-2 with a homer. Seager, a homer and a double. Valencia, homer. Cano, three homers off Cole Hamels. Moustakas, 2-for-3 with two homers off Ronaldo Lopez. AJ Pollock, 3-for-5 with a triple off Freeland. Really, not many guys have faced Freeland. Jonathan Lucroy, 6 for 8 off Granky. Trevor Story, 8 for 21 with a double and 4 homers. Carlos Gonzalez, 14 for 30 down with a double, triple, and 5 homers. 
Mark Reynolds has taken him deep four times. Arenado, 12 for 44 with five doubles and a triple. LeMahieu, 12 for 42, two doubles and a homer. Parra, 12 for 38 with a double. Blackman, 12 for 46, four doubles. Decent uh, decent history there. Joe Panic, three for seven with a homer off Kenta Maeda. Span, four for nine with a triple. Hunley's taking him deep. Then Adrian Gonzalez, one for one with a homer off Stratton. Nothing else there. There's your BVP. There is your Monday. September 11th, MLB DFS Quick Hits. Hope everybody has a great start to their week. Let's make some money. We've got always pressing recording tonight to get you ready for the BMW Championship. We'll have the Jesse Levis preview out. Tons and tons going on there. You'll have NASCAR this weekend. You'll have you know NFL two-point conversion pod. We've got a new rider coming on to do more NFL DFS work, contrarian and stack plays. Tons going on, so let's get it in. More importantly, good luck on your Monday slate. Hit me up on Twitter at BDNTrick with your questions. Check us out at thesportsdgens.com, at thesportsdgens on Twitter. But good luck today. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Monday, September 11th edition. I'm out.